Welcome to this episode of the Network Marketing Heroes Podcast, hosted by 38-year network marketing veteran, author of best-selling books, The Four-Year Career, and Mach 2 with Your Hair on Fire, and world-renowned speaker, Richard Blissbrook. Stay tuned after this episode for an exclusive discount code to get 10% off Richard's tools on blissbusiness.com. Good evening, everyone, all over the nation, and we got some people from all over the world. This is Richard Brook from Bliss Business. Tonight, another extraordinary hero call. We have the opportunity tonight to interview Sarah Marble. Sarah is a diamond ambassador with Plexus, and she has an extraordinary uh, story. Before network marketing, just four and a half years ago, she never heard of network marketing. Plexus is her fir- first company. She was a full-time nurse, obviously a very busy mom, three young boys. She wasn't looking for network marketing. Network marketing just found her. And she has built an extraordinary business. So let's get into it. Sarah, say hello to everybody. Hello, everybody, and hello, Richard. Thank you so much for having me on. It's an absolute honor. Well, you're welcome. I know your story is going to inspire tens of thousands of people, not only in the next year, but, you know, people will listen to these broadcasts maybe two years ago, two years from now, or five years from now, or ten years from now, and somebody's going to be driving their car, going to an event, and they're going to be frustrated because they haven't sponsored anybody, and they're going to be questioning whether or not they can do this. And they're going to hear something you say tonight, and that one thing you say is going to turn all the lights on for them, and they're going to go light it up. And that's what it's all about, just getting people to believe they can do this because what we know is once you believe you can do it, once you're motivated to do it, The how to do it becomes just easy. It just sort of shows up. So, Sarah, let's start off with tell everybody uh, your story. You were a nurse, mom, three young boys. How did you find network marketing or how did it find you? And tell us specifically, like, you know, Who's your sponsor, and how do you know your sponsor? Maybe you never knew your sponsor and, until you connected with him, but tell us that story. I would love to. Okay, so I have to take you back to um, a day at an, my health club. There was a little booth with a few pink balloons and a gal sitting there that I recognized from church. She was doing some some passing out of brochures, and uh, it intrigued me. She, she asked if I wanted a little bit of information uh, about uh, one non-consumable product that she was helping with um, sharing the word about because it was brand new, and I was intrigued as a nurse. It was something that I would be able to help educate women on early detection um, with breast cancer. And so we chatted, and I said, you know, this sounds like something that would be great to do. Uh, so I actually did not know or understand that it was network marketing. The company that it was with was a teeny tiny little company with a few hundred people. And so uh, I jumped in, and in my first few months of this little Plexus Pink company, um, I just did a few little health seminars and, and educating women. And as a nurse, I really, really enjoyed doing that. I never made any money doing that. Um, I was a little bit nervous about the way the company was going with one non-consumable product, so I I bowed out graciously after just a few short months. Uh, Fast forward, uh, about a year and a half later, I got a call from what would have been two levels up above me, um, not my sponsor, but my sponsor's sponsor who said, you know what, our our company took a new direction. We have a brand new CEO. We're now called Plexus Worldwide, and we have an amazing new consumable product. Would you like to take a look? Um, She she called me as well as my former sponsor. My former sponsor said, "Um, no thanks, I think I'm out. I'm not interested. So I actually joined Plexus Worldwide in November of 2010 with um, 
Amy, who I did not know, a total stranger, uh, and that was the start of my network marketing career. Uh, little funny side note, when I joined, I just wanted that, that one consumable health product because uh, don't we all want to lose that last 5 or 10 pounds? Uh, and so when I joined, it was just to get my product for wholesale. I said, sign me up you know, for one of those welcome packs, uh, and I did not realize what network marketing was and what I had just joined. So that was kind of my accidental start um, to a business that I didn't know anything about in, in joining with a total stranger. And so uh, I love stories like this because, um, you know, people that it's not that they're wrong or, or ignorant or lazy or anything. They just, for whatever's going on in their life, in the moment and however it's presented to them, they just don't see it for themselves. And so Amy didn't see the opportunity to start over with Plexus, the consumable products company. And are you still in touch with Amy? It's actually Faith was the gal who had initially signed me up with Plexus Pink. Um, she is the one that bowed out grace, gracefully. And um, okay, Amy Faith. is now my upline and sponsor. Yep. So the, the one that had sponsored me initially did not come back when Amy messaged us both. Um, and so I joined up under Amy. And, yes, we have become uh, very good friends as I've, as I've grown this business. Um, but it's amazing that you can go from uh, being total strangers with somebody to building such a, a great relationship as a, you know, upline and sponsor, how that relationship developed, um, even though we did not know each other. Faith, um, we've, we've messaged on Facebook and chatted back and forth. She's dabbling in some other things, but I'll leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> well, she, well, she missed out on she missed out on almost a million dollars a month worth of sales volume. So there you but, go. You know there you go. You said it, not me. <laughs> that happened. Oh, okay, so you got started with Amy, and tell us, Sarah, about oh, let's say your first ninety days. Those are probably the most critical. Your first thirty days, and certainly your first ninety days. What did you get done your first 90 days? And what, tell us like what you were thinking. And were you scared? Were you disoriented? Did you have really good coaching? Did you think it wouldn't work? Did you think you didn't know how to approach people? Did you get people involved? Tell us about that first 90 days. I will tell you about my first 90 days, and it will hopefully be encouraging and motivating to somebody to know that in my first 90 days, uh, I was very consistent with taking my health products. So that was great, becoming a product of the product and using, you know, the product that the company had and, and falling in love with that. Um, I'd say I did that the best. Uh, and then the next thing I did was signed up my mom. Uh, she was my first and only recruit for that entire first 90 days. Um, I didn't know I was supposed to share. I didn't know I was supposed to talk to people. Uh, I just thought my mom and I were such good friends anyway, and we talk every single day anyway. Uh, why don't we just do this network marketing thing together? So in my first 90 days, I signed up a whopping one person, and my mom says she did it just so um, I wouldn't look bad. <laughs> she just did it because she's my mom. Beautiful. Well, that works. Yep. Uh, yep. Okay. So uh, what happened after that? What happened in your first year? You know, um, I'll give you a snapshot. The first seven months uh, was kind of just a toss and turn of looking at my life as a registered nurse working those 12-hour night shifts, um, starting to see a glimmer of, you know, maybe this could be an option for me. Um, I signed up my mom, and then I signed up my husband, although he did not know that I signed him up. Uh, and then to get that first promotion, you had to have three people on your team. So being the good sponsor that I had, she, she said, here, why don't I help you out, and I'll give you one of, one of these leads. So um, it was a very, very slow start. But what happened on that seventh month was our company's first annual convention. Uh, and I said, you know what, Mom, I think this will be great. It was in New Orleans. You know, we live right outside New Orleans, so it's just going to be a girls' trip, you know, that we could just drive across the bridge and be there. And when, when we sat in the second row at that first convention, there were less than 300 people there. 
uh, it was truly a light bulb moment for me. Um, a switch was flipped, and I said, oh, my goodness. I have been totally missing out on what this could be and what this is. That's when I realized I was a part of network marketing, and I hadn't been doing anything intentional in that there were a lot of great things I could be doing and should be doing to grow my business. So literally, as soon as we got home from that first convention, we started having our first uh, opportunity meetings, and they started uh, every Monday night. We started our first opportunity meetings, me and my mom and my upline, um, Amy, and we still to this day have them every single Monday night. Oh, so I love that. Was when we that. Got, I'm going yep, yep. to come back to the every Monday night meetings, but I want to focus on the convention. What happened at the convention, Sarah? Who said what that had your lights come on? It was a combination of the stories and testimonies of what a part-time business from home could be. Anything from single moms who are now able to pay their bills to people who were getting out of debt, you know, people who were able to supplement their income enough that they were able to just take a deep breath and say, hey, here's a little bit extra at the end of the month. Those stories were things that I had never heard before. You know, I was living the quote-unquote American dream, you know, went to college, went to nursing school, married somebody who had done the same. We were um, ICU nurses together to hear these stories of people who had been struggling paycheck to paycheck and now had found, you know, this plan B that they were fitting into the nooks and crannies of their lives. Those stories just got me excited that, hey, there's people out there that, that this opportunity can help. You know, I should be telling people about this. Uh, and then the other, other thing I would say about convention would, would be um, actually given some tips and some training and some tools, being able to walk away saying, oh, there are a few skills that I, if I learn how to share, if I learn how to present, you know, if I learn how to uh, follow up, those are some actual things that I can practice that would actually benefit me. Um, I was so in the dark, I didn't even realize that there was, you know, a system or a process or things. So just the training uh, and the motivation that it gave me to say, here's a list of things to do, now go do it. And can I surmise from your story that, Amy, your sponsor, had the same kind of breakthrough at this event? Absolutely. Wow. Uh, uh, yep. Okay, so let's talk about, the, talk about the Monday meeting. What do you do at your Monday meetings? Uh, well, we show up a half an hour early because the meeting before the meeting is lots of chatting, and now actually in the last six months, We've started the meeting an hour earlier at another restaurant, and we all just go and hang out from 5 to 6 and eat together. Anybody from the team is welcome. And then we move over to our location where we hold the meeting. So from 6 to 6.30 is just mingle and social time. Uh, and then we try to keep it to right at about an hour, a little bit less than an hour. Uh, we briefly share about our products, and then we do uh, a quick overview, just hit the high points of uh, the benefits of our compensation plan. And then at the end, I do a 10 to 15-minute training tip um, for any you know, ambassadors or distributors who are there who would like to grow their business. Or I have found, um, if I keep it generic enough, you know, the power of positive thinking and what mindset can do to affect your life, it really, for any of the guests that show up, um, I try to keep that business tip something that could be useful, you know, business-wise or just life in general. Uh, and then there's always the little, you know, ming mix and mingle at the end. People tend to hang out for about a half an hour after the meeting. Uh, and, you know, rain or shine, Labor Day, holidays, you name it, we're there every Monday night because it's just a great place to be. Uh, our team, and well, I should say, it's open to anybody, so uh, it's not just my team. I would say it's about 50-50, my direct downline, and then anybody who's local in the area who's in our company, um, they're all welcome as well. And so would you speak to the philosophy of opening your meeting to any other sideline organizations? Um, what do you get out of that inclusive philosophy? Yep, we're very much, you know, one team, one mission, all working together. When one does great, it helps the whole company to succeed. Uh, and, you know, I really had, when I was just learning, um, I was 
seeking out how can I figure this out, and I don't ever want anybody to feel like they're in this alone or that they can't do this. Uh, so my mom and I just really felt like, you know, there's no reason that we wouldn't need to include everybody, um, and we can all learn from each other, and it's great. You know, when you've got five people in a room, that's fine, but when you've got 45 or 55 people in a room, just the energy and the excitement and the enthusiasm that that can bring, um, I wouldn't want to leave anybody out of that. So it's very beneficial for all of us to be able to work together. Yeah, beautiful. Great wisdom there. So um, then my next question is, uh, for uh, looks like four and a half years you've been, or maybe four years, three and a half years, you've been maintaining a Monday night meeting uh, in your hometown, and I know how challenging that is to have it every Monday night, even when very few people show up and nobody's mm-hmm. bringing new people. What did you do for your own mental discipline, motivation, and how did you motivate the team to maintain the commitment and the discipline of having that event every Monday night, no matter what? For me, it really became a part of I I started investing in personal growth and development and I wanted to be able to give back and share. So, you know, you, have, you hear all those cliches, those that show up, go up, and, you know, all that great stuff about plugging in and, and how important and essential that is. Um, the Monday night meetings really motivated me to one step out of my comfort zone. Uh, my first few meetings were awful. It was, you know, me standing in front of five or six people holding note cards, you know, hiding behind them, voice shaking. Um, they were absolutely terrible. But stepping out of the comfort zone and, and challenging myself and pushing myself a little bit to say, I want to do this for my team. I want to be there for them. Uh, and then also the opportunity to challenge myself to learn what I needed to so then I could then share it. Um, so I, I feel like it's as helpful for me to be prepared and showing up and doing them um, as much as it is for people to come and bring their guests. But it's, it's been a really good, you know, I have to say, and there's probably a lot of people on my team on this call, but I really feel like the family atmosphere that we have created has built um, people just want to be a part of something bigger than themselves and to know that they could show up every Monday night, whether their business was booming or whether they were having a really down day, week, month, year, we were all still just going to be there to support and encourage each other. So I think it's been absolutely uh, essential in helping to feed that belief and continue that long-term vision of, you know, people are showing up and, and saying, you know what, I can do this for one more week. Yeah, beautiful. I can do this for one more week. So mm-hmm. um, I, I imagine, I don't know the answer to this, but I imagine your weekly Monday night meeting has inspired throughout your organization other weekly meetings in other cities around the country. Is that true? Yes, that would be a very a, true statement. Do you have a sense of how many leaders you have throughout your whole organization that hold a weekly event somewhere in the nation? Uh, I don't. I, I would – be totally off if I even guessed. I do know that pretty much any night of the week, I have leaders and team members who are leading their own training calls, testimonial calls. Um, Pretty much seven nights a week, somebody on my team is doing a call, a meeting, or an online event that is all duplicated. That's awesome. And so do you drop in on those as a guest speaker on occasion? I do, yes, and then we, yep. we switch around. I try to highlight and feature, um, you know, people in my meetings and my calls to bring up, new, you know, those leaders who are up and coming, try to give them some highlighted time um, so that they can start learning to share and grow and, and all of that. So, yes, absolutely. Okay, awesome. So uh, what year did you actually start building uh, Plexus? the consumable products company, Plexus International. Yep. I joined November of 2010, and then it was that very slow start for those first seven months. Um, in, in 2012, I went back and looked at some of my stats. Um, I actually brought in for 15 personally sponsored um, you know, business partners uh, in the year 2012. So that was kind of when I was you know, getting my feet under me. Um, 
and and we had a lot of you know it was a really slow start that first <laughs> that first little while but after convention uh, we got a few people we started doing those meetings my mom signed up her best friend who happened to be a hairdresser as well as a pastor's wife um, and from that first meeting June of 2011 it was just nine short months we made six promotions pretty much every single month we hit another promotion and we earned uh, my mom and I together you know the company car we reached that that part in our plan where we were actually uh, in the leadership position in the next nine months. So really slow start, but we got that ball rolling quickly after convention. Okay. So I'm looking at some numbers here I want you to explain to people. In 2012, you personally sponsored 15 people, uh, and that would be like your second year in the business. Uh, yes. By most standards, that would be considered a slow pace of personal enrolling, then in 2013, you personally sponsored 35 people. That's three a month. That's a very good four-year career pace. Three a month for two or three years is going to get you a great organization in the four-year career plan. But in 2014, you sponsored 75 people. So you've yes. tripled your personal enrollments every year, and 20 so far this year, which is a little slower pace, <clears throat> but you've got over 150 people personally sponsored in the last four and a half years. What I'd like for you to share with us is what did you do different in 2013 that had you personally enroll three times as many people, and then in 2014, three times as many people again? So 75 people in 2014 that's like um, six people a month. Yes. Okay. How did you do that? So, yes. Um, I have to tell you uh, that after I when that car, earned the company car and had hundreds of people looking at me um, for leadership um, and saying, okay, how do we do this? Um, I pretty much said I have no idea because <laughs> it was passion and enthusiasm and partnering with my mom that we were able to just share. Um, uh, after I reached that leadership position, I started to think about, okay, I've got to figure out what am I supposed to be doing. Um, it was very interesting. The very first book that I picked up about how do you do this network marketing thing happened to be The Four-Year Career. Uh, Yippee! When I, <laughs> when I read that book, I was so just inspired yet baffled that, that here's the plan, here's how it lays, lays everything out. You know, this is exciting. This is information I've been looking for. And then I was like, why didn't I know this book existed? And um, so that began my personal growth and development journey. Uh, the second book I found after that was The Flip-Flop CEO, um, and then more followed after that. Um, I started uh, reading and listening and associated. I started seeking out uh, mentors and coaches, people who didn't even know that I looked to them as a mentor. As I was reading these books and learning, I just became a sponge for there's people who are doing this and there's people who are doing this very well and I need to learn everything I can from them and start applying that to my business. So I literally started just devouring um, network marketing books, leadership books, um, anything I could get my hands on to really um, invest time into I want to do this. You know, I had since retired from the hospital and decided this was going to be it for me. I was so excited about the people that I was finding. I found um, Sarah Robbins on Facebook and started, you know, following her. And I was like, there's some really cool people that are doing this. So to be able to start that personal growth and development, I decided that although um, entertaining American Idol and all of those shows that I was TiVoing, uh, were not getting me any further in my business. So I swapped that entertainment time uh, for education time. Every night I would get all the kids to bed, and from 8.30 to 10.30 I used to sit on the couch and watch all of my shows that I had recorded. Uh, and that just was not serving me. I mean, I felt like I deserved it as a crazy busy mom of three boys. That was my time that I had earned. Uh, there was that 
that switch again that was flipped for there's something more out there and I could be spending my time differently. So when I started changing over that entertainment time for that educational time, uh, that was when my business really took off. It it motivated me. It inspired me. um, It gave me an action plan, uh, you know, the income-producing activities that I was should have been doing that I didn't know I should have been doing, I learned about. Um, So to be able to find some incredible uh, authors, mentors, coaches, people who, a few who even took me under their wing, um, that was the dramatic difference in where I was from the beginning and then where it took off um, through 2014. That's awesome. Great, great lessons there. So uh, when you sponsored 75 people in 2014, were most of those local people that you connected with personally, or were some of them long distance, were some of them from advertising, or social media, or where, are, uh, where a, were those people geographically? Yep. Uh, I am very, I don't know if this is uh, the average or, or normal or how people usually build, but I have to tell you that just now, um, this year, you know, past my four years, I'm just now tapping into what I would say is my cold market through social media. Uh, most of these people were either, you know, my top, my top business leaders are either relatives or people I went to nursing school or people I was a nurse with in my first job. They have all been warm market friends, family, um, and then from there some referrals. Um, so it, it really is a network of people that I already was doing life with that already knew me, loved me, trusted me. A lot of them watched. My, my top leader uh, watched me for well over a year um, before she finally said, okay, you know, let me take a look at this, and, and I think I'll, I'll give it a shot. Um, so a lot of it was that I had been planting those seeds in, in that network of friends, family, you know, closer acquaintances for those first year, year or two. Uh, and then I started to learn how I can, you know, follow up and, and really continue to build that relationship and offer them an opportunity and products that I thought could benefit um, and enhance their life. So a lot of that was just the curve of how long it took for those planted seeds to be watered and, and start to grow. Yeah, great. That's great patience. And um, that's, that's awesome. Um, when you're uh, sponsoring at this pace, 150 people in four and a half years, how often do you get the objection um, I don't want anything to do with network marketing. Oh, that's like that company. Well, I've tried that before. How often do you get the objection from people that they don't understand or don't like network marketing? You know, it honestly hasn't come up a whole lot for me. Uh, and I'm, I'm not sure why, but when it has come up, it's been easily uh, – it's been easily discussed in the fact that uh, I actually just did a periscope about this. When, when, especially for women, when we love something, we naturally want to share it. You know, when I go to an awesome restaurant, I'm going to Facebook about it. You know, when I get some great service at a local spa and feel amazing and look great when I leave, that's something that I'm going to share. And, and so to have the concept of network marketing um, where you're just sharing something that you love and there happens to be a compensation plan associated with it. Um, it's been a very kind of easy objection for me to work through with the people who have handed it to me. Now, maybe that's because I did not know what network marketing was. Um, as I'm saying this though, I'm, I'm kind of chuckling to myself because that husband of mine uh, that I signed him up without him even knowing it, um, he actually was my, big, my biggest skeptic. He was the person who I had to live with day in and day out who did not believe in it. Um, he had had a previous bad experience with another company, somebody who um, pulled a fast one on him, and he felt that he was, um, his trust was betrayed. So to have a spouse who gave me the hardest time of all, um, that was a really, really difficult thing for me um, because I, I, I saw the vision. I saw it, and I had just 
you know, an, an unwavering belief in this is what I'm supposed to do. And so those, those Monday night meetings were very um, famous times at home when, you know, we would have a really good knockdown drag out and I would say, I'm going anyway. Um, and he wouldn't want me to go. And, um, you know, of course we kept our family priorities in line, but I really felt passionate about pursuing this. And now of course, um, he's singing a different tune because he is now part-time, you know, no holiday, no calls, no weekends. Um, his hospital, uh, shift work has gotten a little bit easier as a nurse anesthetist, thanks to our network marketing business. Um, but to be able to push past having the most skeptical person who could throw me any objection that, that there ever was, um, was kind of a difficult thing for me to have to work through. So he gave me a lot of practice in how I could overcome objections uh, with the average prospect. Uh, well, yeah, my experience is, too, if to the degree that it's not an issue for us, to the degree that we are very at peace and convicted with the business model and we're not uncomfortable with it, People don't tend to bring it up as an objection for them. They tend to enroll in us, enroll in the products that we're promoting, and the business model makes sense to them. So mm -hmm. just for everybody's uh, to fill in all the gaps, what Sarah did with these 150 people she personally sponsored in four and a half years is she's grown them into a team of almost 4,000 active uh, members doing over $700,000 a month in business, which certainly puts you uh, way ahead of the typical four-year career and uh, building an extraordinary asset. So congratulations for that, Sarah. You have built an extraordinary business, an extraordinary personal asset, probably worth more than any investments you and your husband have made over the year, over the years. So I'm curious, my next question, what is in the last four and a half years the biggest mistake you've made? And when I say mistake, I mean maybe, it, maybe you did it one time, maybe you did it over and over again, maybe it was something you said, maybe it was a habit you had, maybe it was a strategy. What's the biggest mistake you've made? This is one that uh, I knew you were going to ask this. I've <laughs> um, been listening to hero and, calls. And I have. I absolutely have. Um, and one that I hope I can um, share because it, the biggest mistake became um, probably one of the costliest lessons that I had to learn but uh, over the last year has, has resulted in some, some tremendous growth for me personally as well as um, in leadership, in my opinion. And that would be I did not understand and I took for granted what the power of influence can do. And um, it, it really was something that, that I probably should have picked up on sooner, the fact that people were joining, you know, me and joining because of, you know, what I was stood for and what I believed in. They trusted me. They loved me. They looked up to me. So when I lend my influence or when I lent my influence, whether it be to a call or to, you know, go read this or go to this meeting or go buy something from this person, uh, I severely underestimated the power of me recommending to a large group of people who they should pay attention to. Uh, and to the to the extreme that in some circumstances, some people don't, uh, I guess I've been blessed with maybe the gift of discernment or whatever you want to call it. I'm able to take information and kind of process it and say, we'll take the information that we like and anything else we'll just kind of push away to the side. Not everybody, especially when they're new and starting out in a business, 
realizes that you shouldn't, you know, hang on every single word of every single person or whatever the case might be. And I hope I'm not being too generic or too vague. Uh, but as a leader who with a growing team, um, what I would recommend or what I would try to um, steer my team towards, I was not diligent enough in uh, – keeping a close eye on, you know, before I recommend something, you know, getting all of my facts straight or even knowing, you know, where, where somebody stood or what they believed in. Um, and lending that influence to a large organization that trusts you and cares about you can be very, very dangerous. Yeah, so, so you actually uh, lost a bunch of people with that mistake, didn't you? Yes, yes. I absolutely yeah. did. Um, so and- without going into the details of that, you know, I think what Sarah is telling us, folks, is you know, when you are the leader of a tribe, when you have a sales organization, they do pay very close attention to what you say and what you do and who you edify and who you champion. And so when you recommend somebody's book or somebody's program or – somebody's event or anything, uh, they're paying attention to that. And, you know, as we all know, there's two kinds of people in the network marketing community at large. There are givers and there are takers. And givers are basically servant leaders. And uh, givers have an abundance mentality. So givers and servant leaders see every company in the network marketing opportunity in, in, the, in the profession as a gift. The more of us there are, the more success we're, we're all going to have. And then there are the takers that see, uh, you know, my company is better than your company, and if you're, if you're in this company, you know, how I'm going to recruit you is to tell you my company is better than your company, and I'm going to raid your organization, and, and, you know, all of that foolishness. And, you know, unfortunately, there's no coaching or no correcting people who see life that way, that everything is here for the taking for them, and how they're going to prosper is take whatever they can take, and they just don't understand the cosmic consequences of being a taker and having that lack mentality that that leads them to just grab everything as though there's not enough salespeople, there's not enough prospects in the world. You know, there's still about 300 million people in the United States alone who have yet to been approached with network marketing in a way or at a time in their life where they can see it. And so that's a mistake. So what is, Sarah, the smartest thing you've ever done? The smartest thing that I have done, I would say, is to not reinvent the wheel and to learn from the successes and the, the systems of people who have walked this ahead of me. <laughs> um, you know, to be able to you know, to, to read and to learn from so many amazing people and then filter that down into, guess what, guys, there's a few simple steps. And if we plug into these few simple steps, it's going to duplicate if this is how we teach and train our teams. A lot of people doing a few simple steps can become something amazing. Uh, I'm a, the nurse in me is a people pleaser and a helper. So early on, I wanted to answer everybody's question. I wanted to be everybody's everything. And, you know, every message that came in, I had to answer within 30 seconds. And um, that, that becomes I was burning the candle at both ends. And so the best thing that I could have done for my business was to shift into empowering people to grow and become leaders and uh, plug into something that is predictable and something that is simple and something that is duplicatable. Uh, and then as, plug, as you plug people in and motivate and encourage leaders that are rising up below you, it's just an amazing 
picture of how this all can work together as one big team growing, and the exponential growth is just phenomenal uh, when you have that that can trickle down. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay, so Sarah, what uh, you've only been at this four and a half years, and you've already done some extraordinary things. You've retired three years ago from nursing. Your your husband is uh, in a great position where he has a job, but yet because he doesn't need overtime or doesn't need mm-hmm. positioning in the company anymore, he gets to pick and choose when he works, and you're sponsoring an orphanage, or you have, in India, yes. tell us a little bit about that, but also tell us what are you what are you up to in the next three or four years? What's Sarah Marble building? What are you creating? What's the legacy? What's the service that you're providing that's way beyond money? Awesome, awesome question. Um, just a little bit about Angel House. Uh, like I said before, people like to feel like they're a part of something bigger than themselves. Um, and as the, as the financial opportunity unfolded with our growing team, I just really felt convicted that um, I wanted to be able to partner with somebody or an organization to be able to give back because, you know, having three boys of my own, um, I just, I knew that there were people out there that were struggling. So I honestly just prayerfully considered, you know, okay, where, where can I give back? Um, and just through a series of a few divine events, um, Lindsay Russo and the Angel House organization kind of fell in my lap. Uh, and so it was a really, really exciting thing for our team because I let them know, hey, guys, I've pledged that, yes, we are going to build this orphanage for 25 kids in India, but I let the team know that as a result of them growing their teams, all of, it would be all of the business building bonuses that came in as a result of that would, that would be funding this orphanage. So we had an entire year campaign where our team knew that this was money that was being contributed. Every time they went out and worked their business, they were contributing to the fact that our angel house was going to open. So in June of 2014, um, our orphanage did open. Um, We've got 25 gorgeous boys and girls who are now not living on the streets. They have, you know, shelter, food, water, school, um, everything that needs to be provided for their daily needs. Um, And we do regularly, you know, monthly contribute to them. That will be an ongoing thing as our 25 kids that we've adopted. Um, so, so that was just a huge, huge opportunity and a, and a great uh, learning experience to share with our three boys, um, you know, to expand their vision on this might be how, how we live here outside of New Orleans, Louisiana, but that there's a whole other world out there. So it was a really good opportunity um, to involve our boys in something as well seeing, you know, this is why mommy does three-way calls. This is why mommy is, is going to that Monday night meeting, and those are the things that, that we're able to do to give back. You know, the bigger picture, uh, I have to say, I have been so just, it's been, I, it's brought me to tears to see the, the number of lives that have been changed through this business model, being able to, know that this opportunity truly can do just amazing things for people. Um, I would have to say that that is part of what I want to be a part of, is knowing that by introducing this opportunity, you might have a family who was on the verge of bankruptcy or whatever the case might be that they just were in a really, really bad place. And knowing that one through, I mean, we have health and wellness products, one through helping people to get healthy when they've been in, you know, a moment of despair with their health or their financial opportunity. I really feel like that can create a long-term legacy of not just our family that's been touched, but the, the ripple effect of the hundreds and now thousands um, of lives that can be changed. And, and if I could even I can't even count even just this year the number of people who have said, thank you so much for sponsoring that orphanage. Can you help me and my team of, you know, 12 people? Can, you, can, we, you, can we do some kind of charitable um, service, something in our community? Um, 
the the ripple effect of people giving back um, and contributing to their communities and and areas around them with the vehicle being network marketing is just so humbling and and amazing to watch that uh, take place. As far as my personal business, I, I'm, I'm not slowing down or stopping anytime soon, and we can actually, um, you can change that number for this year since uh, the last two months for personally sponsoring has been pretty good, so I'm up to 28 for this year. But um, as in our company, when you reach Diamond, which is the top, you're allowed to then re-enter and start all over again. So I'm currently working a second position um, to to uh, continue to promote to eventually double that. So I'm working on doubling my business uh, and then continuing to step out of my comfort zone, um, you know, sharing my story, um, being offered the opportunity to be on stage at some, you know, generic events uh, has been just a huge blessing. And so I'm going to continue to challenge myself and look for ways that I can meet new people and, um, and just, do more. This brings me so much joy. Sometimes I have to say, okay, you can take a break now, but I don't want to because it doesn't feel like work. Um, I love what I do. I love meeting people. I love being involved in such an amazing profession that um, is positive and uplifting and encouraging and in a world that doesn't always uh, seem like it, that's the case. I really feel like network marketers have it figured out. Yeah. You have a beautiful story and great wisdom, great philosophies, great strategies, very inspiring stuff. I, I imagine uh, anybody listening got a great deal out of this. As we wrap this up, um, speak to the person that might be listening to this tonight or five years from now, and they're struggling in their belief and their attitude and their results. And if you could just give them a minute or two targeted at being the one that turned their lights on, what would you say to them? Speak directly to them. I would definitely say, one, find that drive. Find your motivation for why are you doing this? Why is it that you want to be successful? And then next, what is success to you? What are your goals? Where do you want to go? Um, I think a lot of times not having that, that why that gets you up in the morning, not having that motivating factor, it's not pushing you enough to say, okay, I'm going to read a book or I'm going to reach out and ask my sponsor this question. So uh, that would be the first thing. And then surround yourself with people who can cheer you on. There are enough people who are going to knock you down in this world, who are going to tell you no, who are going to reject you. Finding those three to five people who can come beside you, um, and they don't have to be on your team or even join you, but just knowing that you have people in your life to support and encourage you. Um, take an inventory of who are those people that you are allowing to speak into your life. Um, and if it's not something that's positive and inspiring to help you be the best you that you can be, I would say it's time to you know, find a few uh, new friends. And then when you're ready to get to work, when you're when your why is written down and you've got that goal on your vision board and you're ready to get to work, find those few basic steps for that daily activity, um, that income-producing activity and, and sticking to the basics of we're just going to share. We're going to share our products. We're going to share our opportunity, and we're going to continue to follow up. We're going to look for new ways to build relationships and to pour into people. Uh, and I really honestly believe anybody that is either just getting started or somebody who has maybe stalled out a little bit, they've just gotten either distracted or discouraged or defeated or don't have those basic steps for this is what I need to be doing. That, you know, that light bulb moment of you've got to make that list. You've got to start reaching out and intentionally sharing with people. And let this be an encouragement be bold and know that there are people out there looking 
for what you have to offer. Uh, we're not out there being pushy salespeople. We're, we're here to offer an opportunity for people who are looking um, to, to have those few steps of things that you can do of building relationships, reaching out with people, following up, and continuing to share. And if, if that doesn't work, you review and you adjust course and you just keep right on going through that. So. I think that would be it for one or two minutes. Um, I could probably go on for a lot longer. This has been uh, a wonderful opportunity to be able to chat with you, Richard. I'm just so honored that you um, asked me to be a part of this call. So thank you, thank you so much. Well, you're welcome. You know, we just look for people that are doing it right and have built something of substance, something that's, that's worth a million or two dollars in four or five years. Some, some people's story that validates you can build a million-dollar business in four or five years. And, of course, you know, your story is awesome, Sarah, because you got a really slow start. And so if you get a really slow start, you know, maybe your first year doesn't count. Maybe your first two years don't count. <laughs> you know, your, your four-year career starts when you actually start doing the business the way it needs to be done. And I so appreciate what you said about, you know, coaching people to, to find out what is their reason for doing this. Because if, if people are stuck, if people are worried, if people are frustrated, if you out there are having lots of conversations about nobody wants to do this or you can't do it or the people you've put in aren't doing it, what's wrong, you know, all of that conversation creates a body chemistry. It creates an energy that not only leads you to act or not act, but it also leads you to attract. And so the most important thing is to get your head right, get your heart right, get your energy right. And all of that comes from a conversation about you asking yourself, you know, if you were to make it work, what what would what about that would be important? How do you want your life to be different? More important more important than what you have or what you do is who you are. So the most important questions to ask yourself is who do you want to be that's different than you are today? And why is that so important to you? How will that make you feel? And just start crafting a vision. Uh, you know, Sarah, you wrote in your in your essay to me that you read Mach 2 with your hair on fire. I don't know if you studied it and applied it. Sounds like you did, or maybe somebody else's work in that area. But find a book, whether it's Mach 2 or something else, and study the whole art your mind and your heart right, and you can change that dialogue. Nothing changes until you change the dialogue. And the extraordinary thing about being a human being is we're the only animal on the planet that gets to choose what we think about. Every other animal on the planet is just operates by instinct. We have the gift of creativity. We have the gift to decide what we say to ourselves. We have the gift to change our mind, to change our dialogue, to change our story. And the moment you do that, your body chemistry changes, your attitude changes, your energy changes. And next time you go talk to somebody, you're going to have a different result. So take that on, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for joining us on this Hero Call, something like in the low 40s, the number of these we've had. And uh, I think every other week we roll out a historical one that you can listen to uh, in the podcast. Sarah, uh, we'll send you a good link of this tomorrow so you can use it however you want with your team. Thank you very, very much for sharing your heart, your wisdom, and your story. It's going to change lives for sure. Thank you so much, Richard. It has been an absolute pleasure. I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks so much. You bet. Good night, everybody. Have a great week. Good night, everyone. 
Thank you for joining us on this episode of Richard Bliss Brooks Network Marketing Heroes Podcast. For more invaluable training tools, such as audios, videos, and of course his best-selling books, The Four-Year Career, and Mach 2 with Your Hair on Fire, head to blissbusiness.com. For 10% off your order, use discount code HERO at checkout. If you're serious about building your business, make sure to subscribe to Richard's blog for all the latest tools and articles.